0: Obviously, I got a little bit different setup today, and I'm, I'm actually going to do the sermon in two parts today. And uh, so, if we don't get to all of it, I've still got one week of Mark left, and so we're, we're going to be fine. But uh, I wanted to take some time out of the message to emphasize year in giving, and to talk about what we're going to be doing with the well outreach. And so, the last two weeks, I've talked about this. I talked about the vision two weeks ago, and then last week I showed a video about what the well outreach does. But Shelly Sasson, their executive director, has agreed to come today, and so I want to give her some time to talk about more of the why. So will you welcome Shelly? Come on up, Shelly. have a seat. So, thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, John Sage is here as well. He's what is his role?
1: He is our community engagement okay. manager. So if you ever have a team that wants to come serve at the well, John is your man.
0: John's the guy. Okay, <laughs> all right. He's got a table set up in the uh, lobby. Sherry apologized to him for having to compete with Angel Tree today because there's an Angel Tree table out there and there's a well outreach table out there. But uh, Shelly, thank you so much for coming
1: oh, today. Thank you. And thank you for letting us be here. For letting us be part of your story and. For asking to be part of our story. And I so. know
0: it was busy yesterday. Was it yesterday you were doing a food On Friday, Friday. Yes, okay. on
1: Friday we started our build out. Um, so we started framing our second food pantry.
0: Okay. So tell us just a little bit, a quick overview for those that missed the last week's video. What is the well? What do you guys do?
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, the well is a food ministry. We actually have been around for 17 years and most people are surprised to hear that. We started at a local church, much like Murray Hills, uh, Wellspring Christian. That's the name, The Well. And um, we started off uh, back in 2006 when the city of Spring Hill had about 11,000 people. So a little bit different scenario. As the needs of the city grew, as the needs of the community grew, The Well um, became a freestanding nonprofit. And so we've been around for about 17 years Um, We only focus on food. That's what we try to to listen to God's calling on, to kind of be food experts. And so we have four different ways that we do that. Um, The first one is our everyday food pantry. You've probably seen it on Main Street and Spring Hill. Um, Our our food pantry is open six days a week. Uh, We let our guests come to get food uh, two times a month. And when they come, it's set up like a grocery store. It looks like a grocery store to kind of normalize the experience to welcome people in um, to make them to offer love and um, acknowledgement um, honor and dignity and our guests get a shot for the food that they want Um, the second thing that we do is our jetpack ministry if anybody here has ever seen the jetpacks those are those weekend bags of food that we um, through partners like Murray Hills other churches businesses organizations we feed students over the weekend, and these are students who normally would maybe get a free breakfast or lunch at school, but when they come over the weekend, and there's no food.
0: I've, I've heard more on social media when, whenever we kind of push out that we're helping the well outreach. I've heard more people respond to that. that yes. That it's teachers that are saying that is a genuine need in our school system, and you guys are meeting that. So, well, thank you. It's... Yeah.
1: It's heartbreaking when you hear about a student eating ketchup packets because they don't have any food in their house. And so we try to bridge the gap. The Jetpack is a weekend bag of food. It's four meals and two snacks. Right now we're in 28 local Williamson and Murray County schools. um, And we're supporting 1,300 students every week. And so it's a big number. And I guess just one thing I want to say is that um, a a lot of families that we talk with say, I didn't know there was that need at our school. And um, I'm quick to let them know that probably at your child or your grandchild's lunch table is someone that the well feeds over the weekend.
0: Yeah. Can you talk, you mentioned 1300 and there's a, Tim's put a, a slide on the screen that kind of blew me away uh, because I'm sure, you know, I, I, 2019, was 2020 pandemic, I'm like, I'm sure you guys saw a bump and an increase in need. and in during the pandemic but i thought maybe that would subside a little bit it's just grown exponentially can you talk about the need you guys are seeing right now yes
1: thank you um Back about four years ago, we just decided to um, limit geographic boundaries. So mm-hmm. we have no geographic boundaries. Anyone in need can come to the well. And so we used to serve about 200 families a month. We got into our second location in Spring Hill, uh, the week of COVID. And we thought, this is why we've been called to this building. And we found out we doubled that next year. Yeah. Uh, went to the second year of COVID, a little bit more growth. But as there started to be um, a different geographic need, as the economy started changing, as uh, the rising cost of gas and food and groceries we all know what that was like um, we found last year we doubled again and then this year in 2023 we're expecting to serve 12,000 families and what that means is um back in 2019 we were serving about 150 families a week and now we're serving 1200 families um every month
0: yes. yeah and that's part of why it's time to open another location in murray county yes. right can you talk just a little bit about how you guys ended up in Mount Pleasant. I mean, how did how did that, how did did that this building come about? And I've been showing y'all the old Fred's building. This is what the exterior <laughs> looks like now. And it's gonna be incredible. I'll have a video for you next week of what it looks like on the inside, but it's gonna be incredible. Talk a little bit about how you guys ended up with this facility.
1: Thank you. Um, we just, at the well, we try to be obedient to God's calling. And that's hard to do to say, anyone can come to us. We're never gonna turn anyone away. And doing that, um, you're very vulnerable and you have to step out in faith to say that we are going to take care of our community. And once again, it's not just Columbia or Spring Hill or Mount Pleasant. It's anyone in need can come to the well. And so as our Main Street Pantry and Spring Hill started seeing these larger and larger numbers, literally there's no parking spaces left at the well. People come and they can't get in. And so we started looking for a new property. We really wanted to be in Columbia. We really wanted to be in Columbia. Of those 1,300 families we're serving a month, half of those families live in Columbia. So we looked and we looked, couldn't find a space here. Um, God led us to a space in Mount Pleasant. We got in, believe it or not, we beat Dollar General. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. That was a God thing <laughs> um, to get this. Space. Dollar
0: General wanted to open another location? I You're kidding.
1: I don't know what they- <laughs> So we got into that space, um, God put us in at a crazy good price, and um, we have plans to open up a second food ministry, it'll be in southern Murray County, and that will be able to serve um, all those families in Columbia, Mount yeah. Pleasant, and all of those smaller, more rural cities. What we found is that there's, in those cities, often there's food deserts. Yeah. And so we're hoping to open in February of 2024.
0: It, I think God puts you in the right location there because when you, you know, I know you wanted to be in Columbia. But if you look at the, like at the Alliance, they'll show the heat maps of where the growth is coming through Murray County. And, of course, Spring Hill has experienced a tremendous amount of growth, and Columbia is experiencing that. But Mount Pleasant's on that heat map, and and you also get to reach, as you expand your geographic reach, you get to reach all those rural communities around Mount Pleasant as well, like where I'm from, Hohenwald, and I don't know if you're serving outside the county yet, but it's a tremendous, it's great just to have something on the north of the county and something on the south of the county.
1: And I think there's also the greatest need there. I mean, mm -hmm. not just the growth, but we found in our jetpack schools in Southern Columbia and, and Mount Pleasant and Kolioka, Hampshire those had the highest percentage of students in need, so we know that there are families yeah. in need there too. Yeah,
0: Tim, can you throw that little? Uh, we got just a few minutes, so I want to throw this up. I wish I had the whole time here. So, okay. um, but, uh, this is hard to see, I know, but this is the build out. Can you talk just a little bit? Because you're more than just a food pantry. I mean, yeah. I, like when we think food pantry, I think like you go in and there's cans of green beans and corn, and you know, you're. Gonna, but it's it's way more. It's it's set up like a grocery store, and the experience is full of dignity and respect for the families that you're serving but you guys are doing more than just giving them food and saying you know Blessed. Uh, What do you uh, explain a little bit of this? And
1: let me just tell you real quickly before I do that. The other two pillars we do because I didn't get. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, We do mobile food pantries. We did one yesterday at Mount Pleasant Middle. Um, We had people waiting as early as four o'clock in the morning for food. We served food at 9 a.m. We served 300 families. We do 15 of those a year, and we also offer our family coaching initiative called Our Chance which actually walks alongside these families, senior citizens, and tries to help move them out of poverty. And so when we built this location, when we're moving into this, we wanted to incorporate all of those things will also be in there. But what we do um, when our guests come to the well, and we call them guests, not clients. We wanna treat them like they're our guests. And so they come in, they're greeted by a receptionist. Um, They sign in on an iPad. We always say efficiency is a way of showing respect. Um, they get a key fob when they come back so they just scan in Mm -hmm. and then they go into what's called our welcome room and our welcome room most people think we give away food we really don't want to give away food we want to give away hope Mm -hmm. I love this is today the hope message but we want to give away hope and what hope means is about seeing someone offering love Mm-hmm. You know, dignity, honor, and so in our welcome room, we're able to connect with them. People do not come to the well for food; they come to the well because they're going through a divorce, because they're a victim of abuse, because um, someone in their family is incarceration, or they've lost a job, or there's an illness. And so, when they come into that welcome room, they have a chance to be seen, to let someone love on them, and to share and to be listened to. So, in the welcome room, we do that. We always say, "How are you doing? Mm-hmm. How else can we help you?" And can we pray with you and we will never get rid of that during COVID, it was very tempting to uh, let go of the welcome room because we doubled so quickly but that's really about giving hope and so our families are prayed on we'll also have a chapel there in our building for extended prayer or just a time of um you know solitude and listening to god's word um we will have our family coaching initiative which is trying to move families out of poverty we'll have three food pantries not one And we'll also, we're trying this, we're big believers in trying things, we're going to try to grow some of our own produce. Uh, We have a hydroponic uh, garden grant that we just Mm -hmm. won. And so our guests will come in, be seen, be loved on, get a week's worth of groceries, and then have an opportunity to pay their rent, to pay their car payment, those kinds of things.
0: I, I know you're rushing because I told you we didn't have much time. I'm gonna call an audible and just we're gonna take the rest of the time. Uh, so I just want to I just want to oh. keep talking to you. Okay. So uh, we got. I can cover 15 and 16 next week. We're good on on uh, on Mark. Um, yeah, we're in the Gospel of Mark right now. We're wrapping that up. But I, I'll I'll adjust for next week because I just want to keep talking to you about this because one of the things you brought up the, the family you talked about we her, her, hope you're yeah. bringing people hope and this fits within advent and what advent is all about um but what are the stories of what are the families that you are serving experiencing like what are some of those stories that families because a lot of times we can be insulated from that you know and and not realize food insecurity that people are experiencing or the difficulties people are experiencing and a lot of people don't want us to know that And so what are you seeing from the families that you guys are serving?
1: Well, and we hide that, right? Mm -hmm. We hide that when we're broken and hurting. We don't want our neighbor to know Mm -hmm. that it's embarrassing to go to a food pantry. And so um, there's so many stories. It's hard to pick, honestly. But I know just recently we had um, a 75- and 78-year-old grandparents come. So, well, and they're, you know, in a time of life, they're on a fixed income and um, it's already difficult. Mm-hmm. But what happened was um, they were gonna be taking over their, their grandchildren, four grandchildren, at the age of 75 and 78. And in the state of Tennessee, if you and I were to adopt a foster child or to help a foster child, we would be some kind of government stipend to help offset that. Mm-hmm. When you're taking your own family members in, there's nothing, and so grandparents, raising their grandchildren trying to do the best they can and they're already on a fixed income and so when they came they were so broken because they had never set themselves up in their life to be in a situation like this and they actually thought that they were you know in the part of life that was going to get a little bit easier but they were with their grandchildren and they were so humbled and they were so grateful to be connected with resources um, to be loved and to get that gift of food. And and it's something they can get ongoing. And so that's one family. We also had one other family, I'll tell you real quick. Um, We had a mom come to us and um, she had been getting food. And that's normal. We have a lot of single moms come to us and get food. And what she came back to us and said was, my daughter came home last night and she said, mom, I served at the Well Outreach today. It's this wonderful organization and I want you to be involved in it. And the mother had to tell her child Honey, I've been getting our food there, and right. I didn't want you to know. I was too embarrassed to tell you. And so, just a lot of families that um, are broken and having to make difficult decisions. And so, um, so there's just some of the
0: families. People, and uh, I'm sure you have folks that end up. It's a temporary thing to kind of get them over a bridge, uh, and then you have some that it's a more long-term need. Can you? How do, How are you guys helping people? Uh, like in the family coach and I guess I'm asking and I know we didn't review any of these questions so That's you're just okay. going off the cuff so but I how, don't know how
1: much time we had either so How so. are you
0: helping people um become self-sufficient in in like to be able to to provide for their families because i know that's what they desire so what tell me just a little bit about family coaching i guess is what i'm asking
1: probably 60 to 65 percent of our families are families in crisis and so it's families coming for a short period of time like three to six months Um, But then we have those other families or individuals that are maybe in a generational poverty situation and what we found, we did a focus group and we found that people in our area, the reason that they're not moving ahead is because they don't have resources, they don't know how to use a computer. They don't know how to look for a job, you know things like that. They're living in a mm-hmm. singular economic um, society and they don't have those resources. The second ones, they don't have hope. And so through our family coaching initiative, we're partnering with 27 organizations across Nashville um, that are all specialists in different areas. One of them is a job coach specialist, employment specialist, education specialist, childcare, housing, transportation. And the well is the family coach specialist Murray County and what we're doing is walking alongside 75 families that are trying to move out of poverty giving them that support system um, trying to encourage them to make their own decisions and giving them a network around that so as they go through something called the benefits cliff as they try to get a better paying job and then they lose that benefit trying to help them through that hurdle
0: yeah so it's, it's something of like you you see a need there's a physical need for food but then you find out all the other things associated with that need and you guys are trying to meet that um and you can you tim there's another slide up there you talk about this a lot and i want you to kind of explain this quote to me what do you mean by this right here this i don't know if you can see the screen behind you but uh, it takes a community to feed a community
1: when i started at the well i was the only full-time person at the well And I started thinking about how we were going to do this work because we changed from a philosophy of serving a dedicated territory to no, you know, no geographic boundaries. And Mm -hmm. we started thinking, we started, we hired one other person. We started thinking about, it takes all of us. It's all of us together. It takes a community to feed our community, to walk alongside our neighbors. And it really came out of COVID because during COVID, we were serving our own businesses And so it takes a community to feed a community. We need volunteers. Every day at the well, we probably need about 60 volunteers to do that work. At the mobile food pantry yesterday, we needed 100 volunteers to feed those families. When you
0: say 60 volunteers, you mean a day.
1: A day. 60 60 volunteers volunteers a day. And you're open
0: six days a week. Yes. How do you get those volunteers? Like, tell a little bit about maybe some of the churches or organizations, businesses that are involved.
1: John Sage helps us because he works with groups. So if you're a Boy Scout troop, if you're um, homeschool group, if you're a church small group, wants to come have a meaningful serving opportunity, it's about two and a half hours. And it's really well run. Um, you can sign up to do that. And so, um, yeah, just lots yeah, of opportunities. So it's, uh, it's,
0: and we got John will be at the table out there. Like, and so somebody's work could do this, too. I mean, if there's somebody owns a business and they want their employees to come out and do this or Uh, Maybe if you want to pitch this to your boss, like, hey, this would be a great serving opportunity for us. It's two and a half hours. And what are you doing in that time?
1: Um, You're going to be doing anything from packing food, um, maybe working with a food drive that has come in from our community. Uh, You might be packing jet packs, those weekend bags of foods for students. Um, You might be helping organize the warehouse um, it's basically, like you yeah. said, a large grocery store, so there's a lot of moving parts. We have receptionist roles, um, we have personal shopper roles, yeah. and we have those welcome room roles. So people that um, feel comfortable, you know, being a good listener and maybe praying with someone.
0: And I want to go back to that, Tim, one more time, that the, the layout of the building. You told me a story when we toured that the other day about the, where, the warehouse space holds how many pallets of food.
1: Believe it or not, we think it can hold 80 to 100 pallets. When okay. we moved into our last location, we didn't even have one pallet of food. So, this yeah. is so really So, your current exciting. location
0: holds how many pallets? About of food? 22. About 22. And so, this is, it greatly expands the warehouse space. But there was a, a story of kind of God's faithfulness. And as soon as you got this space, what happened?
1: Well, this has been a scary venture. We're already doing these huge numbers in Spring Hill, right? But we're trying to do this other thing at the same time. And how do we do that? How do we raise the money, keep up with the current need, all those things? And so we stepped out on faith to do that and um, try to figure out the rent, all those things, got into the building and someone told us the Friday before we got into the building, we have 22 pallets of free food. So that would fill our whole normal wares- warehouse at our current location. And we never like to turn away free food but we're like what are we gonna do we don't we don't have room for 20 pods and then we realized god was putting us into this new location and so the hour, the very hour, 8 a.m., we took the keys to that um, property. At 9 a.m., God was showing his faithfulness to us, saying, if you will be obedient, I will show you my faithfulness. And he gave us 22 pallets of free food.
0: So there's already food sitting in this. Isn't there, there is. Yeah.
1: We're really yeah. excited.
0: Tell, tell me, uh, last question, and then I want to, uh, there's a passage of scripture you reminded me of. So um, what kind of difference would it make for rent to be covered? What kind of rent expense are you looking at? What kind of difference would you make for that to be covered for three months, six months? Yes. If we got crazy and did a year, what, kind, <laughs> what, would, what would that look like for you?
1: We want a grant that's actually going to pay for all the things in the facility, so like the forklift, the pallet jacks, the racks, all the refrigerators, all of that, and that's a blessing. It's also through Murray County. Um, but our expenses right now are rent staffing and food food is about half a million dollars a year and for every dollar of food we buy we actually raise two and a half dollars of food so you can see how much food we're going through but the idea of having our rent covered to literally know the roof over our head is there so that we can focus on getting food in there that would be such a blessing and um it's, it's currently a need we have a crazy good rate for anyone who knows anything about commercial real estate we got in for $6 a square foot. You would be being good stewards, helping us do this work because we have a fantastic rate, but it's about $10,000, a little under that, um, for a, a month's rent and it's 16,000 square feet. And so yeah. it's currently our next biggest need.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, and we like helping new ministries get started. I know you guys are not a new ministry, but you've got a new location. And that's something that, that as a church, we've we've been blessed to be able to do is to help new ministries get started and uh and it's something that we're wanting to do for for your ministry as well and that rent was just the thing that i identified and that's just the way my brain works uh you know because i when i walked in i'm like how are you gonna pay the rent for this thing and that and that's the thing that i pitched to the church i want to read just a little bit of james because this is i kind of quoted it earlier and that's what made me think of it and um i want to kind of tie this in just to mark just a minute but this is James 2 and you're familiar with this passage it says what good is it my brothers and sisters if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds can such faith save them suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food if one of you says to them go in peace keep warm and well fed but does nothing about their physical needs what good is it in the same way faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action is dead and what I mean, you guys are doing that, you're meeting a physical need, but, but also kind of expanding into all the emotional and the spiritual and, and those needs as well. But, you know, what my message today was supposed to be about is the conclusion that Jesus is the Son of God. You know, like that, all of Mark has led us to the conclusion that Jesus is the Son of God. And that Roman satyrian at the, at the cross said, surely this was the Son of God. And that's, whole, that's been Mark's whole plan all throughout the Gospels to say, this is the Son of God. And um, the the question then becomes like, well, what if you believe Jesus is the Son of God? What difference does that make? What well, makes a difference in your eternity as far as salvation? But what difference does it make in our world? This is the difference it makes in the world. People who believe Jesus is the Son of God do stuff like this. I mean, that's and that's how the well out that's how the well outreach got started because there was a group of people in Spring Hill that believe Jesus is the Son of God, and when we believe He's the Son of God, it changes our behavior. It cha- and that's, you know, this is James saying, you know, it cha- that's what faith does. You know, if you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing right. You know, that's and that's what this is. This is a, a concrete way to love your neighbor as yourself. It's not just saying, hey, we love you, good luck, hope you get fed. You know, you're, you're actually providing an actual need for them. and So I appreciate the work that you guys are doing. And and John, the work that you're doing, all your staff, I've met several of your staff, but I appreciate the work you guys are doing and uh, i know there's other churches helping you i know the uh what's the new one that just started the church at west end i I saw i met their pastor we had lunch uh, a day a week or so ago and i saw that they're helping you guys so i love it that the the columbia community murray county community is stepping up to help you guys get started
1: thank you thank you it really does take a community to feed a community so thank you so much
0: well let me say a word of prayer yeah you can thank her do that I want to I pray for them, and we'll just let this be our, our closing prayer. And so uh, don't forget to pick up Angel Tree names right outside the, in the lobby, and don't forget to run by and talk to the Well Outreach, because it may be that our contribution is on December 17th. And so I know some of you are financially able to give to that contribution. Uh, some of you may be able to give a significant amount to that contribution. Some of you may be sitting there going, I just it's tight. I just can't, I, I can't give that right now. You can give some time if you want to give some time to volunteering, but just prayer, just praying for their effort because it, it, like you're saying, you're stepping out on faith and you know you're looking at, you know, feeding what two thousand families possibly at this location. You're already feeding. You could have just stayed in Spring Hill and just kept rolling and not tried to expand in other communities. So, um, but I appreciate that. So I want to pray for you and and then we'll we'll let this be our dismissal prayer too. Father, I'm uh, pray for the. The Well Outreach for this new location, uh, pray for their staff, because I know that this, this is a busy time of year already, and then to have the additional pressure of trying to get a build-out done and, and staff a new location and all those things. So I pray for their staff as they work through this. Pray for uh, the families that they are serving uh, throughout Murray County, and uh, I want to pray f- for this church, that we would be able to, to find a way to help them, whatever that looks like, that, that we would be able to help them in accomplishing this ministry. Jesus, God, I ask your blessings on this ministry as they continue to serve and, and meet needs. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, who inspires us to do things like this. And it's in his name we pray these things. Amen.